Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swigoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan. Everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined by the mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, and Inextrad, Nick Price. What's up, fam? What's up? What's up? Hey, everybody. Welcome to it. It's kind of like... It's the holiday, it's the kind of holiday lull part two. We have the first part of the holiday, now we're getting ready for the last part of the holiday. The end of the year is coming, and as we've said, you know, we've had, uh, you know, we're refreshing things, we're getting ready to start things anew, and as such, we have kind of the new format continues on with fam, friends, and magic. Last week, we had uh, the awesome, awesome Nicole as uh, one of our extra co-hosts, and now this week, we are joined by a previous guest of this podcast, and that is Inextrad, Nick Price. Nick, great to have you back. Thank you. Um... I heard what you said though. Like, am I not going to be on the the cast every week? Like, is that is that not accurate? Well, see, what happens is we have to control the amount of awesomeness we can have on a specific podcast. And since right. we so, have, meaning you can't have Nicole on every episode, then. Well, yes, but see, we we can only have so many people with the first part of their names equating to Nick at a time. If we had mm-hmm. Nick and Nicole at the same time or even every single week what would happen mm-hmm. is that the the sheer fabric of the universe would tear itself apart and then not only would we no longer have a podcast but we would lose all sense of object permanence now do you want that on your conscience after 2020 like i wouldn't find much but okay that's fine okay thank you thank you we i mean i know i appreciate it i know caroline appreciates it as well Okay, so here's the thing. Nick did this on Twitter, too. And I'm just going to be honest. Sometimes these jokes don't land if people don't know you're joking. <laughs> so, so Nick just goes on Twitter and goes, oh, so I'm going to be on your podcast. First I've heard of it. And so then I joke, oh, no, it's the other Nick. But I didn't tag Nick Prince. And then he goes, oh, wait, what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Now I've just really fouled it. Okay, so That's... I'm like a joke disclosure that young Nick Price here does know he was being on the podcast every second week. And it has been predetermined and discussed. And he is Right. Like, I know it now. Oh, no. <laughs> See, this is why this is why I enjoy uh, having having these different personalities on. But also, I'm the type of person where if I don't know if someone's being serious or not, don't care. Jumping into it, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue on with this. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna travel down this road. It might be the most awkward conversation. No, it's it's this is the way it should be. This is why I enjoy all of the wonderful people that come on Fam Friends and Magic because well, <laughs> you never know when they're gonna mess with you. You never know when they're gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I can say if you stay in this Zencaster link for seven days, you might just you might just beat Nicole to next week's episode. It's true. You could you could stay on this podcast by sheer attrition. <laughs> if if that's the goal, I'm not very good at attrition, so I think I'll just let her have next week. <laughs> it's true. Out of this one. It's true. He's much more of an aggro player than an attrition player, which of course is. Uh, <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that's the biggest. That's the biggest insult you can throw at Nick Price ever, is that comment right there. But you know, Nick, you can tell me all about the type of player that you are when you let me know how your week in Magic has been, and that's what we always like to start off with our first segment of Fam Friends at Magic. How was our week in Magic, Nick? How about you? Well, um, I've been Cuban. Um, I've been playing nonstop uh, Vintage Cube leagues on magic online um i guess we're gonna talk about it a little more later but in our main top topic but um 
I, I don't know like if if I should mention this again, but like this year during the pandemic, I've really made magic my main source of income and sort of my my work, my job basically. Um, I play tournaments for a living, and weirdly. Uh, in previous years, like I never played so much Magic than during the holiday season because that's when I do cubing. That's when I, you know, spend the most time rocking standard leagues or whatever. But this year, since um, I- I've been playing Magic for a living, like close, like the closer I got to the holidays, the more I kind of felt burnt out because I had been playing so much. Like I had been focusing on preparing for tournaments that I just didn't feel like playing Magic as much as i'd had before so i've just been chilling and playing vintage cube and maybe doing some arena cube drafts on arena and i've been enjoying that i like it i like that a lot it's it's always fun to kind of see i i've been bouncing around and seeing when you're doing like vintage cube like just kind of if i've been able to see you like either stream it in the sugoi uh chat channel or anything like that of also me just being like oh man like it makes me wish i could see like someone's vintage cube in real life like who's got who out there has like a really awesome vintage cube that's like there's like pieces of magic that i've always wanted to see like i've always wanted to see some of the power nine sets like in real life that would be one thing mm-hmm. but i would also like just be in the room with a friend who had an amazing vintage cube just to like interact with those cards i've never actually cubed on paper um it, i think cubes are pretty rare down here in the philippines where i'm from so I, i'm so happy that i just get the log on to magic online and just play the cube whenever Heck yeah. I love every last bit of that. Caroline, how was your week? Uh, it was great, but not necessarily because of magic. Uh, I, it was the holidays. I don't know if you know this. There's this thing called Christmas and you do stuff with people and things. Um, very descriptive. Hire me to describe anything. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> I feel like I'm there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this, this past week, you know, had a decent amount of holiday spirit to it, though I have to admit 2020 uh, kind of took away a little bit of that. Um, but I did do a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of, um, tra- you know, gift exchanges via Zoom, which involves a lot of holding up to the camera. No, higher. We can't see it. No, that's just the box. What's inside? <laughs> like all, you know, just various levels of, of uh, generations in a Zoom call trying to, sh- to open some presents together. So um, that was interesting. I played a teeny tiny bit of magic on Sunday. So a couple days ago, a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Moni or Zapkeys, I was hosting a tournament and I, I signed up and I actually didn't really comprehend the time of the tournament and it was during one of these Zoom calls. So I joined and I was playing, but I was really trying to focus on on the Christmas uh, gift exchanges I was in. And I played two rounds and I lost, like I played horribly. I wasn't paying attention. Um, and I just ended up just ditching. I was like, nah, I'm out. And I actually just registered a fun, like silly standard deck, like a mono white deck. So the whole thing was a bit of a write-off for me, but um, it made me realize that I can't really do competitive magic casually. So I do have to think that through a little bit next time. Um, but yeah, you know, it's cool. I've been watching some cube. It's not, I'm not Nick in that regards. I don't look forward to cube season kind of in any format, whether it's, you know, the arena cube to the vintage cube or anything in between. Um, I have always been a repetitive learner. I learned through re- repetition is why constructed is generally geared towards me as opposed to limited um and i also like you know in constructed you can get a lot of help in certain things like sideboarding and deck lists and all that and you can't really do that in cube as much uh so it's never been my thing but it happens to be a lot of people in my lives 
thing, <laughs> uh, including a lot of my Denver friends and Nick as well. Um, and so I am generally exposed to it a lot during these seasons, uh, whether it's Discord calls or streams or whatever it is. So I have learned to come to like it, uh, but mostly just watching it and mostly just saying things like, oh, you should take this storm card just because it'd be funny. <laughs> so um, I myself have not drafted Vintage Cube in a long time. I've drafted in-person cube like once and I did do storm and it was fun, but I, I just don't think I it's just not the same for me. So, um, but I'm happy to watch. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see other people happy. It's very strange to me that it's not a format that's available all the time, considering how popular it is. Though I do understand it's a little bit of like a, well, it's only popular because it's short. And if it was a long-term thing, it wouldn't be as popular, but I, yeah. I think they can play with it a little bit more than they have. Um, though I will say 2020, I think they had the cube out a couple more weeks than they normally do. So what you're saying is that the cube is like the McRib of magic. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Now yeah. I now I can draw that now I, I can draw that parallel. I hope not because we we've never had the McRib here. <laughs> oh well, that's the next thing we need to do. All right, everyone. Our next goal is to get the McRib to the Philippines. Tens of listeners, get on that. Tweet at them. <laughs> write your write your general government or start some type of petition. We are going to get the McRib to the Philippines. Free the McRib. <laughs> Free the McRib in the Philippines. That's that's what we expect from a magic we'll get, podcast. We'll get a shorter hashtag. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, perfect. Yeah, that's kind of where my my week has been, and will probably continue to be. To be honest, I hear yeah. I hear especially on the uh, the holiday Zoom. I had a holiday Zoom call with uh, a lot of extended family that like we all we all grew up within like the same city and in some cases same neighborhood. But now that we've all grown and some of them have kids as well, like we've all. Uh, live all over the United States and then obviously several generations. So as the most tech savvy of my family members, like I set up the a huge Zoom call for everybody to be a part of. And it was great. It was great to see everybody from all over get on uh, get onto a Zoom and, and we talked and it was it was I was like, how weird is this gonna be? Is everyone gonna know? But it ended up being like a good solid, like we were just planning on an hour and then like two and a half, almost three hours later, we're still hanging out and chatting about different stuff. The only thing that I enjoyed the most about it is that usually for like the holidays, you always go to a relative's house and then, you know, that re- it's who's, who's ever house you're at. Like they have the final say, like, you know, you don't, we don't do that at Aunt Dee Dee's house. You know, we don't do that. And uncle Mike's at like, we don't, that's not a thing. You know, you take your shoes off of this place, that kind of thing. But when I am the tech savvy person, you're in my house. Hmm. And so I have the ability to mute anybody I see fit for any reason whatsoever. And that was what it was like. I, I ended up just being like, listen, all right, you say the wrong thing or you start getting into a territory I don't like, you're out of here, fam. I'm going to, I'm going to bounce you out of here. Didn't have to, uh, didn't have to abuse my power in that way. Uh, but thankfully I was like, you know, I started everything off by going, what's up fam? They're like, what are you talking about? I was like, ah, never mind. Wrong, wrong cast, wrong time. But in terms of magic, I, you know, I was, I was, you know, playing a little bit of arena, enjoying, uh, what I was playing when I could play it. I, and but for the most part, I was just kind of like I spent the holiday doing holiday things, and then I you know got back into my usual. It's like oh maybe I can play some some commander on spell table and and play a few games like that. So basically, what happened was that uh, one of the one of the LGSs that I occasionally stopped by, I was basically had a post of like they had some cards coming in that were some commander staples that you that you'd want to look at, and they kind of posted their list. And the interesting thing about it was, has anyone ever seen the Simpsons episode? I'm going to start that with hopefully someone has seen this, but there's an episode of the Simpsons way back in the day where Marge finds a, a Chanel suit at an outlet mall 
And she always just goes, do you carry any Chanel suits? And someone says, well, we do have a, a shipment of slightly burnt Sears activewear that's coming in. And then somebody comes in and goes, what time and how burnt? What happened was I went to my LGS and I was looking around the commander staples and I bought like, I was like, oh, there's an omniscience. There's another thing. I was like, do you have anything else? He goes, well, we do have some slightly damaged Eldrazi. And I go, how many and how damaged? And it was kind of like me just being like, oh, you got some slightly damaged Eldrazi in the back? Like, bring bring them to me. Bring them out. Because I have a Kozilek deck. And so they brought out like a bunch of like colorless Eldrazi cards. And I was like, these look totally fine on the front. They look completely like like near mint. You look at the back. In the back, they have some scratches or they've been pressed and rolled on and that kind of thing. So I got them at like, I got an Emrakul for like $12. And I got like insanely good deals on these things. But that's my favorite thing. I was like, I was buying random cards and the dude just goes, well, we did get a shipment of slightly damaged Eldrazi. And immediately the Simpsons popped into my head. I was like, and I was about to say what time, but that would have not made any sense to him. (laughs) And I was just like, I was just like, where are they and how damaged? Roll them in here. Yeah, I'll take them all. So here's the thing. First of all, I was losing it during this segment because... You're, you know, you're talking about a physical little magic card in case you don't know what that looked like. Like, where have you been? But what I was picturing was like, you know, behind the counter, this person goes, okay, sure. And they walk to the back and then they walk out with like an Ulamog and an Emrakul and they kind of just walk by you and do a little spinzy and you're like, let's see the back. <laughs> and then you're like, I'll take that one, but I won't take him. He's too damaged. Poor <laughs> Ulamog. I was picturing a a pop punk band (laughs) with a slightly damaged Eldrazi. Nice. Oh, perfect. That's going to be, yeah. uh, Yes. I'm going to start both that band. And I also love that. I just love an image of like, of like an Ulamog, but he's got a big band aid like on his arm or something. And I'm like, sorry, buddy, you're too damaged. He's like, And he just like, and he rolls away. It's like, sorry, buddy. You're just a little too damaged for me. We're just like in the shipment box, just like cracking open this like spider, this like spaghetti monster, like coming out, like peeking out. Yeah. Just, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, he starts to be threatening, but he's damaged at the same time. He's like, you know, I'm the world breaker, but I have emotional issues. (laughs) Like I've been, I have abandonment issues because I've been locked away for so long. $12 a week. (laughs) <laughs> that's which brings me to my biggest point which really is i think the main topic of this podcast is that eldrazi are just misunderstood <laughs> misunderstood spaghetti they're, they're just they're just misunderstood spaghetti monsters it's also a great punk band name yeah so and and whether or not you are a big fan of uh misunderstood spaghetti monsters i do think you need to make a deck that's called misunderstood spaghetti monsters and when you do make that deck you should register it in a competitive event uh, what type of competitive events? Well, that's what we like to do with our news segment is always talk about what are some of the upcoming events and things going around in the world of magic. And for that, we're going to bounce it to Caroline Cavanaugh. Yeah, we cut it. We cut a host. So we got some sound budget as well. <laughs> now you can either interpret that as uh, news music or really tiny lasers. <laughs> Or both. Uh, okay, so uh, upcoming, uh, not a lot because of the holidays, and this is part two edition, Electric, electric No Boogaloo, <laughs> uh, because there still isn't really a lot. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is, uh, you know, as, as mentioned, is the holidays, so um, a lot of focus on things like Holiday Cube and stuff like that. Um, there are 
there's one major thing I found, which, you know, is, is a big thing. It's kind of cool. It's the STG tour is, you know, back in action this week. Um, they'll have their typical satellite tournaments on Friday, Saturday, and they'll have their main event on Sunday. Uh, you know, PTQ style event that you have to qualify for. Uh, it is standard this week. So, you know, you know, stop your size because they're too loud. We can't, we can't hear you. We can't. Uh... Um, but you know, what, what can we do? We didn't make the schedule. We wish it was historic too. And by we, I mean mostly me, um, but it, it is standard. So, uh, you know, get out those gruel decks that have been the same for six months and play those. Um, but so, th so that's really the only tournament that I could find on Melee that was appealing. Um, I looked on Moto and there wasn't anything crazy. I think there's still showcases being played, um, which are you, you cannot qualify for anymore. So uh, not, not a ton going on over there either. Um, but the one thing to look forward to is a week from today, she says with confidence. Though now checking. Nope. Uh, sorry. A week from Thursday. Actually, yeah, today, because that's when you're listening to us, Thursday. Um, so on January 7th will be the official start of um, Kalbaheim spoiler season, uh, which will run from January 7th to January 19th. So I'm kind of getting I'm getting you in the mood. I'm a little week early, but I'm getting you hyped. Um, and the they will kick this off with a stream uh, on January 7th at 11 a.m. Central. Um, was that actually the time it was displayed in, or did you change that? <laughs> I I I want to say yes. I didn't touch it. I didn't touch anything in these shows. It would be in Pacific, nine a.m. Pacific. But I wasn't me. It's in Central Time, which we're, we're, I think Brasky did that without telling. I me. I did not touch anything in your show notes on this one. I'm not that type of co-host. <laughs> anyway, so it's uh, uh, nine a.m. Pacific uh, on January seventh, so a week ish from today. Um, and I think that that is honestly the, the the biggest thing we have to look forward to at the moment um, as we Whoa. dust off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, obviously, you haven't heard that people are busy preparing for the Chipotle Brawl tournament. Oh, shoot. I, when is that? I actually, I, I had that in my mind, but I forgot. It's Is it this weekend? <sighs> it didn't show up. Off the top of my head, I think it's either the 7th or the 9th. But Which okay. tournament is this? <laughs> okay, so I actually do know about this. This is a competitive brawl. Uh, is it historic brawl or normal brawl? <sighs> I, I don't know. Okay, so let's, I, well, it doesn't really matter. It's a brawl tournament that is being run by a, an LGS, uh, and I believe it's a week from now. So it's it's not this weekend; it's the following weekend, and it has prizes, um, including ca uh, gift cards to Chipotle. But to be like a little bit more clear than I think that their melee post was, is this is just a local Chipotle donated some gift cards as a prize pool. It is not sponsored by Chipotle. <laughs> I was told to make this very clear from some of my Discord participants that while it is presenting as a Chipotle sponsored event, it is not as much. But it does have a cool, I think it's like 500 bucks for a first or something. Like it's, it has like a good prize pool for some reason. Um, whether or not you want to play a lot of competitive brawl is up to you. Um, but uh, I will find better details with you because I'm pretty sure it's not this week. So I will get better details for next week's podcast. I We're would I, I I would be down for something of that nature. Competitive brawl, sure. Especially if it's like, like you just have to make it sound that epic. Like if all you have is a few gift cards, like I don't care. Give me some explosions in the background that's just like bow, 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 electric guitar. It's like, and now it's time for the Chipotle Brawlicium. Sponsored yeah, by Chipotle. I'll get them to reach out to you, Rasky. Maybe they need a commentator. Perfect. Yeah, I'm in. I, I'm in for any of all that type of brawl shenanigans. Like brawl, um, historic brawl, gladiator. I'm in for any of those formats. 
Oh yeah, my god, is, is the format is Guaca Brawly. <gasps> I am so into this. I don't get it. Guaca Brawly? Guacamole, Guaca Brawly, Guacamole. I mean, yep. I got it. Anyway. Okay, I, I'm taking my segment back. Anyway, so that's all we got going on this week uh, in the news. Uh, if you ever hear of anything or want something promoted, I'm trying something new. Um, well, it's not that new. It's like getting you to do my job for me, but whatever. It's fine. Um, feel free to tweet uh, either at Sequoia Gaming or directly at me at the Mighty Linguini. Oops. Um, and just let me know. Just give me a heads up. Uh, I will get that advertised for you, um, and we'll go from there. Darn it, and we'd love to give some hype to any types of competitive events that are out there because that's what we're all about as well as ways in which you can engage into uh, the competitive side of the game whatever which way you want to. And uh, that's that's kind of the other thing that we talk about as we shift to the kind of main topic that we had for today, which was what to do when you kind of like what do you what do you do to stay fresh and interested in magic? Like what what happens when the normal way in which you interact with the game uh, is suddenly like you get a little bit burnt out on it, or maybe there's it's just like it's not a format that you're really into right now, or anything else. We always kind of have like peaks and valleys with the hobbies that we enjoy, uh, whether or not we do them as hobbies or do them uh, as a way to like make an actual living. And so it's important to realize that as well. It's like if we do this thing, we can also find different ways to engage with the game, different ways to stay fresh and interested in it. And that's kind of where we wanted to talk about today is what what happens when. Uh, you get either burnt out or disinterested in certain parts of the game. How do you stay connected or interested in magic? And Nick, that's a, I would love to get your perspective because you did touch on it at the beginning of this podcast about mm-hmm. uh, your your undying love of of cubes, specifically like vintage cube or legacy cube, whatever that might be. Um, but you know, talk a little bit more about engaging in formats like cube and other ways in which you kind of stay fresh and interested in magic. Yeah. So. Um, magic is such a big part of my life, especially in in twenty twenty, and and I'm wondering if if like my co hosts or, or or the tens of listeners can 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 sort of relate to this. But when when I I'm feeling like um I'm burnt out or I'm I'm like hitting one of the the low points like you mentioned, I I, I feel like kind of uneasy. I, I don't know if you know like if you know what I mean that like is is the magic gone? Uh, pardon the pun. Like I, you know. Is it over? Have I lost interest in magic completely? So, I do get kind of worried when I when I like spend a lot of time less interested in magic. Um, so I do think it's really important to to do things, um, either you know, alternative to like the normal formats you play, or even magic adjacent, like just listening to podcasts or watching streams. Um, I mean, yeah, like have you ever felt that? But, like, have you ever felt worried that you just aren't interested in magic anymore? Sure. I mean, and and I can kind of relate that to like both like magic or, uh, you know, playing Hearthstone or playing the other hobbies that I've enjoyed, because when you when you kind of when you talk about like a fear of being burnt out, when you go, oh, oh, am I totally over this game now or am I uh, do I not want to play this anymore? It's it's I totally understand what you're saying, because I I do. I would feel those twinges at times whenever I get in a lull in any hobby or game that I'm playing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time. I think that's also, it's kind of a natural thing, but it's also kind of that mixture of like, it's like a mixture of like sunk cost fallacy with yeah. like something you've dedicated so much time to with a fear of the unknown of what you're going to engage with next. And then you realize at the same time, no, no, no. I've always enjoyed these specific things for these specific reasons. And that's why we like to kind of stay fresh and engage with them in other ways sometimes. Or sometimes, you know, sometimes we do take a step back, 
but oftentimes it's just about engaging with the thing that you enjoy in a way that matches with how you want to engage with it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I also started playing uh, Legends of Runeterra this year, and I I played it for like maybe a month, and I really enjoyed it. But then I just kind of lost interest in it. Like, I I didn't dislike the game suddenly. I just didn't want to play it anymore, and I didn't feel bad about that because I could always like go back to it later. But then, um, I just yeah, it, you're right. It's a, it's really a sunk cost fallacy type of thing that I, I I put so much into Magic that I, I I'm just worried that. That if I'm not interested in it for any period of time, like it might just go on and I just might realize that I've fallen out of love with it. But I guess, I mean, that, that's why we're talking about um, finding things to to keep yourself, you know, into the game and and to to keep yourself interested and and to keep things fresh. Yeah, Caroline, what do you what do you what do you think about that? Okay, well, uh, so a little bit of insider information. I picked this week's topic. Uh, because this is sort of like... I love the topic, by the way. It, it, it It's awesome. <laughs> well, so I was coming up with the topic and I was like, okay, well, what's going on? Like, you know, year end, whatever. And I was like, well, you know, I don't, Magic and I are just, you know, we're like, I don't know. It's like they did something that annoyed me and I don't want to call them back, right? You know, it's just where I'm at. <laughs> like, I still want to be friends and, you know, if they text me, I'll say, what's up, whatever. But I don't want to call them back right now, okay? I'm just not feeling it. So If they <laughs> if they call me and they're in prison and need bail money, yeah, I'll bail no, them out. But I'm still mad at you. But I'm just, you know, I'm just like in a little, like, I need a, you know, I just need a moment. Um, And I don't want, I'm not necessarily ready for a break. One, because I, I have some commitments coming up that I'm excited for. Um, And it's it's really not my style. It's kind of this sunk, uh, sunk cost fallacy is really something that, I participate in a lot in a lot of things in my life, um, including magic. And I had that same sort of like fear behind it. Like, oh, but if I stop, what does that mean for, for everything? And and to be clear, if I want, if, <laughs> I can stop at any time I want, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> As we all start scratching our necks, just be like, I'm cool. We're fine. We're fine. I, I can stop. I think taking a break is really important. And if that's what you need to do, you should definitely do that. But I'm looking for that middle ground where, I still want to play magic. I want to wake up and be like, oh, I'm excited to try this thing. But right now, this the thing I the thing I engage with the magic is competitive magic. And I'm just at my little bit of a like, uh, do do I want to do that right now? I'm not sure. So I made up this topic because I want some tips and advice and I have some I have some to give. But mostly I want to figure out like how can I approach magic right now that keeps me engaged keeps me in the community because that's really all I'm here for is the gathering um, and keeps me fresh so that when I start, you know, playing in some other competitive things, I'm, I'm back at it. Um, and this has kind of been me for a couple of weeks now. So um, I don't know if we've shared too much about, see, okay, I just wasn't here for like two minutes, but I wasn't sure if we've shared too much about how we handle this. Have we moved into that yet? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So one thing that I thought about um, for me, I basically picked any format that I play magic in that isn't required of me. So competitive requires you to be up-to-date and constructed, at least in standard, if not more. Um, sometimes up-to-date and limited, but not this year, thank goodness. <laughs> um, and so those don't count. So I'll play constructed, I'll do in the ladder, like occasionally here and there, whatever, but they're not, that's not the same. Like I, that's part of competitive magic to me. So what other ways do I engage with magic that isn't required? And how can I get more of that in my life? So the, the thing that jumped out the page for me was specifically a format called uh, uh, Pack Wars. Uh, some people also call it Pygow. And 
for me, it's actually the biggest poor man I've played, uh, specifically with my boyfriend and with friends that isn't like for a tournament. Like I absolutely love uh, pack war. I think it's the coolest way to a open your packs and to b just get that like you know, often we'll do it like when I was in Denver, we do like a, like a five minute game before bed or like a lunch break or, you know, oh, here's some two packs. Let's just play really quick. Like it was just a fun way for me to engage with magic. And what transitioned amazingly into that was this product in the summer called Jumpstart. Uh, and so I actually am secretly in love with Jumpstart. I feel like everybody's moved on. Uh, and I'm, I could just have boxes. I've never considered buying a box of magic cards in the last like six years and I just desperately want more pack wars I actually asked for it for Christmas for for my brother so he got me some packs which I have and I'm uh Sam has some as well so I'm I'm trying to figure out how the heck we're, we're gonna do that um over like a webcam vari variety thing but um for me like pack war and jumpstart are like the biggest things that I want to just keep engaging with magic and 2020 hasn't made that easy so I'm trying to figure out like what does that look like for me how can I bring that back into to, to my magic so that I'm like fresh and excited still um so that's kind of my advice or my advice to myself I guess um and then the other thing is just watching magic I I will always enjoy watching magic which is weird because it's kind of an awful game to watch but um I, I will continue to watch it and um that has often kept me fresh on periods of time where i'm not playing as much it's just having those streams on those characters those communities that i engage with and keeping them kind of fresh in my life um which you know gets me back into the game when when i'm ready so those are those are two things for me um they're gonna be different for other people but I love what you talked about on that as well, especially as someone who also is a huge fan of Jumpstart. Like you, you ain't alone on that. There's a huge stack yeah. of cards behind me and all of them. Back. I can see them now. They're cool. But all of them and they're all sleeved because I bought, I was like, I bought a bunch of the same type of sleeves and I still have a bunch in my, like in my drawers because as I buy Jumpstart packs, I want them all in the same sleeves. And then I'm next big purchase I'm going to make is a bunch of Cuba Majigs. So I have a bunch of little, like little individualized 20 card packs that I'm going to put into a box and they're all going to be jumpstart packs minus like some proxies for some of the big expensive ones. Like I got a Ristic study and an Emil the blessed and I'm like, okay, those are like 20 to $30 cards. I'm going to proxy those and put them somewhere else. Um, but that's what I was like, I'm going to put these into a Cuban jig. And if anyone either plays magic or wants to learn how to play magic or any of that kind of stuff, like I'm going to bust these things out. Uh, and, and that's going to be a fun way that I can engage with the game. One, one thing that came up today, I was doing like a little bit of a year in the review and, and, you know, competitive magic online and magic online in general has just been great. Like as much as it was annoying and hard to learn, like we're, it really did help us like 2020 finished strong with a lot of cool tournaments from, from pro tours all the way down to FNMs, you know, online. That's awesome. But the paper magic part, as we're all clearly missing, had some huge impact on some products that came out this year. And I think some of the biggest losers of 2020 have to be Jumpstart. Like, Jumpstart and probably Commander Legends. And Mystery like, Boosters. Mystery Boosters, I'm not going to count. And one of the reasons I'm not going to count it is it actually did come out in 2019. Um, so it kind of had its day. And then this year, it was supposed to start making it down to, like, retail. But it was part of the... It, it had its day. You know, it was cool. But the, the retail was definitely affected, but I'm just throwing it onto the pile. Yeah. But the jumpstart thing for me, and I apparently this is just a jumpstart episode, but the huge thing for me is exactly what you just said, which is teaching people to play or, or lower skill level learning to play. I have taught a many of person, young persons, in fact, to play with those very janky, 
very cheap planeswalker. No, um, planeswalker decks. Welcome decks. Welcome decks. Welcome decks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they always have planeswalker pictures on them, but they never have a planeswalker, which, by the way, annoys yeah. kids to kingdom heck. Like they're always so like, but look, it has Chandra on it. Where's my Chandra? And I'm like, dude, I got this for free. Like, relax. <laughs> but um, the jumpstart, I think, was such a awesome leap from here's this like free random thing that the store doesn't really care about and often doesn't even really keep in stock they're just like whatever who cares we don't need them to this product that is not that expensive to buy like two packs together um and you might not want to do it more than once but like you could do it once and build a little 30 card deck and boom you're teaching someone magic with new just like these like cool decks that aren't just the same you know four four flying five mana creature in the blue deck and uh two a one one death touch in the black deck like you're actually exploring magic a little bit with the different um creature types and archetypes and you know i just it was such a cool idea and i'm a little nervous that like it didn't land as well as maybe retail wise as it should have because it does require you to like my brother said to me like oh go ahead open them and i was like you don't open jumpstart packs <laughs> are you crazy i was like duh you play with them and he's like what like just open them what did you get i was like no it doesn't work like that like you have to like shuffle them up and play you don't look and you don't peek and he's like you're weird whatever so so i i would love to see jumpstart 2 is anyway so Watsi, if you're listening that's all that all i want for christmas next year is jumpstart 2 thank you well luckily as far as i know jumpstart's still being printed it's a print to demand like set so i'm like if, if anything i hope they just continue on doing it like they do the list and just that jumpstart continues being a thing but they just update with the cards that are in it like every so often that kind of thing yeah, and honestly, bringing up mystery boosters, I think they could do something similar. Like that card pool is already an insane card pool, so uh, you know, adding some variety to that does not seem. Um, I guess I have no idea, but it's but a potential space that they could work in. Nick is 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 the the idea of variety is something that strikes is is something that strikes and hits me, and I think it's something that's like either variety can be oh this is something different, or variety means like oh I have a, a a unique or different experience that I enjoy every time. Is that kind of what you enjoy about the formats that you engage with to to stay like fresh and interested in the game? Yeah, so um, one thing that's kind of helped me stay interested in Magic is that I since I got hyper competitive the Playing Magic at the at the PD level or I don't know at an SEG level feels completely different than like than sitting down to do a holiday cube draft, and I think yeah that that's that's helped me because it it's such a different experience that I I don't feel like I'm I you know when when I when I get burnt out playing competitive Magic and I then I sit down to do a holiday cube draft a vintage cube draft I don't feel like it's the same thing, and it also kind of ties into what what you all were talking about in terms of a mystery booster and jumpstart is that magic isn't actually just one game it's a it's a system it's a rule set that enables like different games and different ways to play so it's just like if it feels slightly different just the difference between like playing standard and playing like a draft it it, it's different enough that I, i just can't be bored doing a draft after playing a standard tournament or or just like watching someone I don't know, play play Commander Legends on Discord or something. Like it, it's just magic. There's so much to magic that I feel like if you just try new things and even just maybe try to dra- draft a different archetype in like the draft format you've been playing, I think 
that's enough um, for me to, to stay interested. Maybe I'm just like, I just have very low standards. I don't think so at all. I think that's like, it's right up the alley of like, if this is the thing that like, oh, you know what? This is how I kind of change things up a little bit. It's what I enjoy about it. I think that's totally awesome. That's that's the way it goes. Uh, that's what anyone needs from the game. For me, it's like, you know, sure, there's Jumpstart. You have the other formats you want to engage with. But even then, like, I've been enjoying a lot of Commander. And even, and even so, with that, uh, I was finding I was playing less and less of it. Maybe it was just gearing up to the holiday season, plenty of work, other things going on. But I wasn't playing nearly as many games of Commander as I was. So what did... What did I, how do I engage or stay connected to the game in that way? For me, it is, it is the puzzles that go behind deck building about why something is in your deck, why leave it in, why take it out, how many lanes you want to put in, all of that kind of stuff. And a lot of times that I, that might be like looking at someone else who's made a similar deck to me and what they have in their deck and compare and contrast and see what they have in there and why they put it in and why I put, why I agree or disagree with that. But then even then going off beyond that, is I really just enjoyed, I enjoy the puzzle of building a deck in limited formats. Um, mm -hmm. And so even though I might not be the best at the gameplay side of it, there's plenty of times where some of my favorite things to do, especially if I'm a little burnt out in Magic or, or in just the gameplay of Magic or Arena itself, whatever that might be, uh, I can always find myself just like stopping by my local LGS I'll pick up a pre-release pack of whatever set they just might have available. Like recently I did one where it was just like, oh, you have a, you have a War of the Spark pre-release? Sure, I'll grab one of those. And so I'll take one and I'll take a pre-release pack or just grab six packs uh, and I'll just crack those six because one, I love cracking packs, but two, I will like go through and I'll build a sealed deck. And it's not necessarily that I'm going to play the sealed deck. If I can find a group of folks I want to play with, that's awesome. But I truly enjoy just like sitting down, I'll, you know, I'll crack a beverage, I'll put that down, I'll crack a bunch of packs, and then I'll start sorting, I'll start looking through my, you know, the bombs, and I'll look at the, you know, I'll go through, you know, the bread, uh, if you will, and kind of jump down, and I'll start building, like, what I think might be a deck, and then maybe I'll build an alternative deck and things of that nature, but I'll spend, you know, in most places when you're, when you're doing a pre-release, you have a limited amount of time to build your deck. And for me, nah, I'm going to sit back and just enjoy my time looking at every specific card that I got, sorting through things and building a sealed deck. And even if I don't end up actually playing that deck, I, it's just a fun way for me to engage with a game that I enjoy when there's something else that I'm not totally connected to. I love just building a sealed deck for no reason. That reminds me, like you, you talking about like the limited deck building puzzle. My, my current obsession and basically what has kept me in love with magic this week is finding out how good Omnath is in vintage cube. Um, so they recently added the, Z the Zendikar Omnath to the cube and my last three cube decks have had Omnath in them and they've been like different cube decks. One, one was a control deck, like a blue white control deck splashing for Omnath. One was a, was a, like a birthing pod Vanifar Omnath like value deck. And then this one is a, like a, a mono green splashing three other colors ramp deck with omnath and uh, it also like it, it reminds me of what caroline said that she um she likes repetition in magic and and like for me it's like i'm getting the repetition of triggering omnath but like in different situations like i'm, I'm trying to fit the omnath puzzle piece into vintage cube archetypes that already exist oh uh, i and that that's just been super fun and i encourage people to just like check out the vintage cube after a new set has been released because that's always fresh enough with with like they add five or ten new cards i think limited resources even did an episode 
on like the the latest vintage cube changes. So you know that that's one very specific concrete thing that's kept me interested in magic. Yeah, Caroline, I think something that kind of stood out between between what everyone's talking about is is that it's also unique, and that's the cool thing about the game. It's it's very unique about the different ways people stay fresh with the game. In some instances, you're still doing some intensive competitive play, but in different formats. In some instances, you're not even playing the game. You're just building decks or looking at like the 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 framework of the formats. And in some instances, you're playing a very quick fun, fast version of, of playing Magic the Gathering. So it, it, as much as there are a variety of formats of playing the game, there's a variety of ways in which we can all stay fresh and interested in the game as well. Yeah, one of the things that I wrote when I was trying to describe this topic uh, was, it's for me right now, It's I play competitively and I don't want to do that right now. So what do I do? And that's like a personal you know, interpretation of the topic. But I put an example in there. Let's say your EDH crew it's just too much for you right now. Like you don't want to hear John complain about suspending uh, ancestral recall and turn turn one every time. It's always John too. <laughs> or or natural troning with your EDH deck. <laughs> Which is always Brasky too. Yeah, like, look at you, Brasky. Um, uh, you know, I understand that that's going to come up. In fact, that came up for me when I originally played Commander and I got into Magic. I, you know, I got to the point where I was like, this is not working for me. I'm showing up with decks A and deck A annoys, you know, player one, but player two annoys me with their deck A. And it's like, well, this doesn't work. Like, what are we going to do? Like, I, I couldn't understand the concept where I wasn't supposed to show up with the deck that I thought would win. What do you mean I'm supposed to show up with a deck that wants to hug you? That doesn't make any sense. And and to be honest, nowadays if I was to join Commander, I would a hundred percent play the group hug deck. Like my my interactions with Commander has really changed because I have competitive magic and I can do all that there. <laughs> um, and I'm looking for something that's like I don't mind showing up with the the uh, pre con, you know, with no duels, and y'all just stop me, and I, I just don't really care. Like I'm just like I'm here to talk to you, and if we talk while I tap a forest and whatever, that's great. But you know. It's not a big deal to me that you are going to... It's a little annoying if you turn three me every time. That's a little less fun. Um, but if you have dual lands in your deck and I have basic forest, that doesn't really annoy me. But it could annoy someone. So if you need a break from that, where do you go? <laughs> where does that commander player that's annoyed with their playgroup go to? Um, something that I heard of recently is that this commander boxing league, uh, which is the idea that everyone started with a box, uh, like a sealed box, and then uh, each week I think there's a a restriction of how many packs you can add to your, your deck. Um, and so the power level of the cards or of the decks are a little different because everyone could start with any, I don't know if there was a specific list of boxes or whatever it was, but people started with a variety of boxes, uh, mostly commander legends, but there were some other more standard ish style boxes that were opened. And then each week you can only add so many new cards to your deck. So it does keep everyone somewhere near the bottom of power. Um, and it means that, you know, when you're playing those games, you are in the same realm of expectations. And that's all I want. That's all I've ever wanted. So uh, that might be something for me. Who knows? I I don't know. It's cool. I, I've definitely seen some of that on YouTube. The one that I've watched that's that's been most recent that like they're still doing it right now is a, is a YouTube channel called Playing With Power MTG, which normally is a CEDH channel. It's all about competitive EDH at its highest level with the most expensive stuff. And right now, the past like three weeks have all been their boxing league where they start with Commander Legends and then they've only added standard or in some cases, 
uh, I think standard and just before standard. Uh, so a little bit historic of just adding like three to six packs in there and that you then adjust your deck and then still play commander with, which I was like, that's, that's a cool way to engage with the game. Cause you can see even some people who play the game at it's, at it's like most competitive spots, be that competitive, constructed of standard historic, be that, uh, folks that play the game for a living or folks that play like huge upper echelon, really expensive deck magic. Everyone needs to like take a break from what they usually do and find a different way to enjoy the game which is what we like to hear. And we want to know uh, what the listeners, what our wonderful folks, how do you like to enjoy the game? What are the ways in which you like to stay fresh and interested in the game of magic when the thing that you usually do might not be doing it for you? So you can always let us know by tweeting at us at uh, at Swagoi Gaming, S-W-A-G-O-I Gaming, and let us know what is the way in which you like to stay fresh and engaged with magic. Uh, of course, if, if while you're tweeting at us, we'll certainly tweet back at you. You can also uh, leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever podcasting medium you listen to Friends and Magic on. Uh, we would always appreciate any type of review that you leave for us, whether that be just a simple amount of stars or an actual verbal review as well. And of course, all of the wonderful people that you find on this podcast, you can find them in different ways, different shapes, different forms, and different ways of engaging with the game of Magic the Gathering. So that's what I would love to know is what are you doing to either get better at the game of magic or what are you doing to stay fresh with the game of magic and where can people finding you do that? Nick, let's start with you. Yeah. Um, after my, uh, my brief dalliance with cube, I mean, I'm like, who am I kidding? I'm still going to be playing cube until it, it, it leaves. Um, I'm going to be back on the competitive grind this weekend. I have a, I have a modern tournament, the mana trader series, uh, December sort of like, month end event which will be modern and on i will try i will be trying to qualify for the standard seg so you can catch me at enixtrad mtg on twitter uh either posting about my sick tournament results or seeing if i if i manage to draft the mono brown omnath deck and vintage cube now we're talking i'm gonna be i'm gonna be i'm just gonna turn notifications on on your twitter specifically <laughs> for that reason Perfect. Caroline, where can people find, uh, what are you going to be doing to stay fresh with magic or get better at the game? And where can people find you doing it? Uh, yeah, so you can find me, uh, well, I guess I should say what I'm doing this week. Um, I have written down here that I'm going to do the SCG. Uh, I'm going to be real. I'm not sure that that's true. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, one thing I, I have been thinking about this whole episode was how do I get the ability like what is spell table and how can i use it to do some pack wars or some jump start so i've been writing little notes to myself to like remind myself to look at that when i'm done this so that's i'm sort of interested like oh what space have i not um explored at all so i'm not sure what i'm doing this week but if you want to know if i decide to tweet about it <laughs> uh you can follow follow me on twitter at mighty linguini m-i-g-h-t-y-l-i-n G-U-I-N-E. You can find me on Instagram at the Mighty Linguini, and you can find me on twitch.tv slash the Mighty Linguini. I stream on Wednesdays. I always have a magic guest, but we don't always play magic. Absolutely. Me. I'm going to continue on with my slightly burnt, slightly damaged Eldrazi and including them in my different commander decks in different ways. And of course, you might be able to find me uh, maybe playing some commander or engaging with magic in other ways, uh, either on Twitter or on Twitch at Brasky1142. And of course, all three of us, including uh, the, our, our fourth compatriot, Nicole, are all parts of Swagoi Gaming. You can find out more about us at Swagoi.com, S-W-A-G-O-I.com, where you can learn about all of our different competitive esports teams, be it Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone, Valorant, and then some. And 
while you're at it, we always appreciate it when you like and subscribe to Fam Friends in Magic because you're a member of this fam, and we always appreciate you stopping by any week that we do it, and we can't wait to see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. See you next week. Well, you want oh, I see what you did there. Oh, you little cut him out. <laughs> cut him out the whole. Just delete his sound, and we'll just play the podcast. It's just you and me. I get wonderful choices of when to put in the exit music right now. Maybe I've done it now. Maybe it'll be in a few seconds. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs>